0: Hey guys, it's 2 a.m. and we've got some thoughts. Let's dive in.
1: We're doing a Disney themed episode today, and you've got your host, Chrissy, and today I am feeling like Gaston during the Mob Song.
0: Adriana's here too, and today I'm feeling like Mufasa, getting sacrificed to the herd in Lion King. Oh, that's
2: interesting because you got Julia, friend of the pod, here, and I'm feeling like Scar's hyenas.
3: And Raymond, the producer, here, feeling like Pluto. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trapped in my
2: doghouse. Oh! <laughs> <God>! <laughs> oh wow
1: today's episode we'll be reviewing down to earth which is zach efron's show on netflix ray will be standing by his woman selena gomez ray will then leave a review on zach efron and we'll end it with Storytime with Fiona, where we'll talk about when we went to disneyland and julia ripped her pants
0: All right, we're going to kick it off with Are You Not Entertained? Are Are you you not not entertained? entertained? On this week's segment, we're going to be talking about Zac Efron's new documentary on Netflix called Down to Earth. It's a documentary about Zac Efron traveling with a group of other people and they explore different culture, foods, and just in general, different practices that are different to what we're used to in the United States and just being able to look at it from a different lens. Yeah, so let's just get right into our
1: review of this. I think overall, the main thing we want to speak about is Zac Efron in the show because we have quite a few thoughts. So for starters, we kind of felt like he was very out of place and a random choice to be a host for this show. I don't really feel like he cares very much about the environment and all these different cultures, but for some reason they decided to make him the host of this and it seemed the whole time we were just watching him learn something for the first time. He just doesn't seem like much of an expert in this genre, so I don't really understand why they chose him for this type of show.
0: Yeah, I think they only chose him because he's good looking. I really (laughs) think... People who were on this project were at some sort of board meeting and said, How can we get people to actually watch this and care? Okay, well, we're just gonna put Zach Evron in this and mm-hmm. see how it goes. Because that's the only reason why Chrissy and I really checked it out in the first place. Because Zach Efron hasn't really done anything in a couple of years, really, yeah. in terms of entertainment. So we wanted to see what this was about. But he was just really awkward, and you could tell how much of a dork he was. Yeah. <laughs> which kind of takes away from the cool allure that he used to give off when he was a teen heartthrob, per se. So he just didn't seem very smart. He seemed very confused most of the time as to what he was doing and just wasn't a very good host when he was giving fun facts. He said, yeah, 60% of our bodies are made up of water. And he speaks like that, too. So he sounds like a dork, but also just kind of stupid.
1: They're not very smart fun facts. So I don't understand what he's teaching us obvious things
0: yeah they're very obvious facts but apparently Zach Efron didn't know that so <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's that
0: <laughs> yeah and within within the
1: commentary that he makes there's a lot of inner dialogue that he has in the show and it's always really stupid comments like wow that kind of creeps me out or oh what's that guy doing with this piece of metal like it's really weird commentary like actual inner thoughts that shouldn't be heard for the public <laughs>
0: So Chrissy and I watched the first two episodes together, and then Chrissy mm. ended up watching the third one, but the second episode completely lost us, yeah. because it was an entire episode dedicated to water, <laughs> and one of the opening scenes was guy Efron invited Anna Kendrick to come <laughs> taste water from a French restaurant. The French waiter was like, this is going to be the most amazing water you've <laughs> ever tasted, and Anna Kendrick was definitely drunk, because- oh, she had to be. She had to have been, because she tasted the water, and she was like, oh my my <laughs> god! This water! Yeah. It's water! Why are we getting this excited? Yeah. It was so played up for the camera, and the entire episode was just about exploring water in France. It was just very misplaced yeah so that episode is what really made adriana dip
1: out from the show she's like no i can't watch anymore this is awful i hate it i quit um for me i was like okay i think it's laughable enough because it's not a good show but i think it's funny to laugh at so i was like you know what i'm gonna see it through third time's a charm So I watched the third one, and it definitely was a little bit better, but still not very good. And overall, I think that our overarching review is just that it's not interesting enough to really continue, and Zac Efron just really doesn't make sense. So I think the people that are watching this are really only watching for him, and
0: that's really it. It's definitely very smart marketing Mm -hmm. on Netflix's part, but... For people who actually care about sustainability and just being interested in other countries' cultures, Mm -hmm. this is not the show for you. No, Because it's very basic and Zac Efron kind of diminishes the significance of the content.
3: Moving
1: on to Stand By Your Man.
3: Stand by.
1: Today, Ray will be defending Selena Gomez.
3: Yes, so Selena Gomez is the woman I am going to stand by in this episode. (laughs) And we're going to break down why she's so great and why everybody just loves her. (laughs) So starting off with how Selena started her career, she was a child actor on Barney and Friends. Selena was recognized for her role on Wizards of Waverly Place. Before making movies such as Spring Breakers and executive producing 13 Reasons Why, she had the most- she had the most followers on Instagram at one point, and she was actually honored with Woman of the Year back in 2017. She dated some trash people like Justin (laughs) Bieber, The Weeknd, and don't forget Nick Jonas.
2: It was a personal attack.
3: (laughs) And then she also started to launch her career with Selena Gomez and The Scene, making songs such as Love You Like a Love Song, and then she broke away from her band and started hanging out with Charlie Puth to make We Don't Talk Anymore. And her most recent song that she made, Lose You To Love Me. So I'm ready to debate and stand by my woe man.
1: So collectively, all of us think that Selena Gomez is pretty overrated. We don't really understand why so many people have a celebrity crush on her. Most of the time, their answer for celebrity crush is going to be Selena Gomez. And we all have different levels to how we feel about her. I mean, some of us really dislike her. Some of us fall in between. But overall, none of us understand why she has this natural mass appeal for all these people. So for starters, I think she comes off very nice and sweet, but to me, I've sometimes interpreted that as her being really fake. Yeah, I agree.
3: When she grew up in that limelight with getting into acting, there is a standard that she has to follow. Especially like working on Disney. I
2: don't know. I just feel like there's other people who are nice, but it doesn't come off as genuine like right. it does for her. She's hiding who she really is, which is my issue with it. Yeah, it's like very sneaky. Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on to my next point. I would say that I think her music is not that great. And no. I think especially her voice is what I think is not that great. So I don't really understand why she decided to pursue music, because I think she was much better at acting. And I mean, sure, she has some catchy songs, but one, she probably didn't write any of them too you can give that song to anybody and they probably sing it and do it better and yeah. i just don't think that she needs to be doing music i don't know
3: yeah and <laughs> when she started her music career i know she did more teen boppy music catchy tunes it wasn't really until her rare album where she started to get a little bit deeper so in the past she's done a lot of interviews talking about justin Bieber and what she's kind of been dealing with in that relationship with her it's not until recently with this rare album where she started to come out and kind of do what she wants to do now. You know she's not doing those teeny bopper music with her band she's actually opening up and you know I'm proud of her for speaking what's on her mind
0: so I actually don't mind Selena Gomez I think she's really sweet she's best friends with Taylor Swift so I automatically like her mm-hmm. from that standpoint I don't think she's very good at music either but I also do recognize that when you're a Disney Channel star they kind of ask you to do everything so you kind of have to act and sing and dance even if you're bad at it they'll just auto tune you <laughs> but for me- what I don't get is why she's everybody's celebrity crush and it's not necessarily Selena Gomez that I have a problem with I just think it's what she embodies and to me She's very vanilla kind of cookie cuttery. and mind you. This is like an older Selena She's definitely getting a lot more real now, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more respectable You know her owning up to who she is and but there wasn't anything super dynamic about her in the sense mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have a Celebrity crush on other really cool women like Emma Watson mm-hmm. or Margot Robbie or Megan Fox I mean there's so much- beautiful women in Hollywood, something that just bothers me is I always feel like the wifey material girl is always someone who's just very sweet yeah, and very mild nice. mannered. Like, yeah, but like doesn't speak out about anything Like just goes with whatever people want her to do. The and kind of submissive. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like women who are independent, confident, and they are who they are and they stick by it. To me, that's very attractive, just like from a woman's perspective. And the fact that they're not considered wifey, they're almost considered the mistress mm-hmm. just makes me mad. Yeah, it's
2: because we live in a world full of scared little boys.
0: (laughs) 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. I feel like guys a lot always say that they want to be with someone who's very independent and confident and I don't think that's true. I think Mm -hmm. they like being with people who are sweeter, a little bit more submissive, could bring home to mom and dad, Mm -hmm. never rocks the boat so they can just kind of do whatever they want and to me, Selena Gomez kind of embodies that and that's why I just don't understand why so many guys just love her. So great to put this back on you. What are your thoughts on that and why do you like her so much.
3: Yeah, so in terms of her looks wise, like she's not the hottest person. She's not the... Dang. She's not... She's not... right. (laughs) I think she has a pretty face and she has an average look but i think that's what makes selena kind of attractive because for guys like what you were saying adriana guys want this like person that you bring home to your mom meet the family and they don't want to be intimidated by this person like margot robbie like i don't think i could ever hang out with margot robbie (laughs) but somebody like selena i feel like i could hang out with her
0: she's kind of like a cool girl next door good girl what did you say about you've said this before about selena gomez tell people what you say about
1: her
3: Yes, so selena gomez is a good girl but she could also be bad
2: (laughs) (laughs) so much Uh, but
0: that's what guys want apparently so Uh, yeah i guess we can't um, fight that (laughs) yeah
2: can't fight nature
3: so on instagram i set a poll to see if Selena Gomez is overrated and here are the results 40% of people said yes she is overrated but 60% says no including myself she's not overrated so in conclusion people don't think Selena Gomez is overrated and then for myself I can't keep my hands to myself because I love her like a love song and I stand by my woman (laughs)
1: Now we're moving on to Rayleigh's reviews, and today Ray's going to be reviewing the evolution of Zac Efron.
3: So if you guys don't know who Zac Efron is, feel free to just (laughs) skip this review right now. I'll give you guys a minute. (laughs) If you made it this far, you probably had a crush on Zac Efron, or you probably thought, hey, he's a pretty good looking dude. I'm here to review the evolution of Zac Efron. His first show that I remember seeing him was on Summerland. And to describe him a little bit, I just remember his long, shaggy hair and had his little gap in his tooth. <laughs> and I just thought he looked like a dweeb back then. <laughs> he was not cute. But Zach Efron got his big break during High School Musical back in 06, 08 year. And when I watched one of the movies, or I got forced to watch all three movies, I'm like, okay, this guy is a singer and a dancer, I don't think so. Not cool. <laughs> but where he kind of caught my eye was back in 07 when he did Hairspray. Mm. He looked kind of like a good, proper looking guy. So then my thoughts were, okay, who's this guy? <laughs> I keep my eye on you. Oh, it's Zac Efron, oh. So then in, in 2009, he starred in this movie, I believe with Matthew Perry called 17 Again. And there was a scene where he was driving this car with his leather jacket, with his aviator glasses looking all cool. And I thought, all right, I mean, I would I would hook up with him, <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't, like, date him or anything. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. In 2014,
3: he started in a movie called Neighbors, and it's a movie about him and his fraternity. Like, all right, like... <laughs> I want this guy to have my babies. Oh. I would bear it for him. Oh in 2017, he was in Greatest Showman. And you know what? Not going to lie. I got a little bit jealous when Zendaya made out with him. I was like, this is not going to happen. You this You were is jealous not gonna happen.
2: of her? Yeah, I was <laughs> okay. jealous of her. Okay. I mean, I just wanted to confirm that. <laughs>
3: I was like, no, this isn't going to happen. And they kissed. So I broke my heart. Didn't like the movie. Don't recommend it. Also, that same year, he did a movie called Baywatch, and Bay, I'm gonna watch this movie all day. <laughs> in 2019, Zach had a downfall, and it was a year where he bleached his hair, started like this YouTube channel of him just working out, and it wasn't the best look on him, but I mean, I'll still hook up with him in the dark. <laughs>
0: In the dark? Yeah,
3: with no lights. But Zach turned it around, and in 2020, he's on this Netflix show called Down to Earth with Zach Efron, where he's like a mature-looking guy now. He has a beard. He has chiseled abs, which actually fits him, and he doesn't look super scrawny. (laughs) And my review of him is that he is... Hashtag zaddy. (laughs) Unpopular opinion. That is my review on Zac Efron.
0: Now moving on to story time with Weona. We're going to talk about this one time for Chrissy's birthday where a crew of us went to Disneyland and had a lot of weird, epic moments thanks to friend of the pod, Julia. It's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. So to start it off, upon arrival... We went to go get our
1: Mickey ears. And since it was Halloween time, we wanted to get our Halloween themed ears. And, you know, most of us got normal ones, whether it's just orange and black or the generic Nightmare Before Christmas ones that I got. But then Julia decides to get
2: something very unique, but very her. Okay, I'm just going to say that Disney made them. They were Nightmare Before Christmas, technically, but they were, like, black, silken. There was, like, a top hat in between the ears. It had a little Jack Skellington head on it, so it was Nightmare Before Christmas. But the best part, and what really sold it in, because I I could do without the top hat, but what I couldn't do without was the veil, the black veil that came from the ears over my face, a la funeral in the Victorian era, and I love it. Yeah, she looks like a widow. It was the best. (laughs) That was exactly what I wanted to look like. (laughs) So throughout the course of this
1: day, Julia's pants were slowly starting to rip because they were ripped jeans, to be fair, but the rips were getting a little too big. So then we start going on the rides, and at one point we went on the Incredicoaster, and for the Incredicoaster, for those of you guys who have not (laughs) been to Disneyland, there's two lines that you can go in. And Julia, of course, decides to be different and go in the separate line from the rest of the group, realizes that she has to go to our line.
2: I realized, because, oh, I was like, oh, this line was shorter, and you guys are like, well, genius, now you're separated. Like, you're not going <laughs> to ride with us. So I had to crawl under the little chain. Knee went right through the hole, ripped it even more. So it was more noticeable.
1: So then we go on some more rides, and they start breaking down.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's been my curse whenever I go to Disney, and I'm always the one to blame for broken rides. I mean, like, we've had tracks fall down off rides before which is horrifying um, we've had to evacuate them where they just stop in the middle and they're like nope stop go do not film get out of here
0: yeah julia and i sat in the indiana jones ride first of all with the most obnoxious group of people <laughs> which was my actual purgatory of just screaming people the whole ride and anyways we stop in pure darkness and yeah. the ride is just like gyrating. Yeah, it was just
2: like throwing us throwing around. Throwing us around but for
0: we, like five minutes. We thought
2: like, I was like, oh, I don't remember this part of the ride. Oh my god, it's not part of the ride. like, <laughs> it's broken. And then every, all, all the screams started to turn into are we going to die here screams? Because you couldn't see anything. You didn't know where that boulder was no. gonna come into play, but we were getting close.
0: If you haven't been on the Indiana Jones ride, what Julia was referencing is that there's one moment where this giant boulder rolls out (laughs) towards Indiana Jones and you, and it's supposed to stop, but you never know when you're with Julia on a ride. And everything's
2: malfunctioning. It's like, well, what if this large plastic boulder ironically, like, kills us all?
0: Ironically, wow! <laughs> Ironically, or did you
2: put a spell on it <laughs> to make it fall? Julia's a
0: witch, but anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. and that's that was just one of the three rides that day. Because mind you, Julia has broken rides in the past every time I take her, and when I don't take Julia to Disneyland, everything's fine. Like there, none of the rides break. It's a normal yeah. day at
2: Disney. I wouldn't know. But
0: (laughs) she wouldn't know. And the other ride that broke down when we were there was Big Thunder Mountain. We were, I don't think, that far in. We had only done one hill, I believe. It's a roller coaster that's outside. And it just stops all of a sudden. And, again, they have to evacuate us in this, like, cave. (laughs) And we're walking, doing this, like, weird walk of shame past all of these people. And just rolling my eyes at Julia for ruining my day. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's what I do best.
1: So to take a break from all these horrifying mm. ride stories, we decide to go on the very innocent teacup ride. But then...
2: What did you say, Adriana? I lunged into the ride? <laughs> yeah,
0: she was so excited that she burst into okay. the teacup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you were that excited to I get don't... on it. But as she okay. lunged okay. in... <laughs> <laughs> as she lunged like in... She first. Yeah. <laughs> just-, just stretched her body in the weirdest way possible. <laughs> and you just hear this... Grr! And I was like, what just happened?
2: Uh, That was the rest of the pants ripping. I mean, full (laughs) thigh was out. (laughs) What a children's ride. It became pretty clear, like, oh my God, you have to buy pants right now.
0: You can't look like this. We can't look like this next to you. But before we were able to buy
1: the pants, we got stopped while we were walking past the castle So we took a bunch of group photos and they make us do all these weird poses together like putting our hands on each other's shoulders.
0: (laughs) We could just refuse them, but we all felt so uncomfortable when they asked and he was already snapping the pictures Mm -hmm. that we just went with it.
1: Anyways, after we have to take these cheesy photos, we go to get some food and there's some really cool drinks uh, by the Pixar Pier. And Julia talks with her hands a lot and got really excited yeah. and knocks over her entire drink. I The whole thing.
2: Blue slushy, just over the entire table.
1: Yeah. Her and curse. Then, yeah. And then recently I found a video. <laughs> she was trying to drink the <laughs> remains of this blue slushy from the table with her straw,
2: which is disgusting. Clearly this was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID yeah. I mean, doesn't reflect well on me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs>
1: So then we finally get to a point where Julia's pants are so ripped, and mm. I think what really did it in was that we went on Splash Mountain, and that's a water ride for those of you guys who don't know. And so the combination of her pants being really wet and ripped, she was just done at that point. It was also nighttime, so it was really cold. The chafing.
2: Yeah. Tell you. Why?
0: Details that no one needs to know. Producer Ray, cut this out. <laughs>
2: cut this out on the podcast immediately.
0: <laughs> so anyways, since
1: Julia's pants were wet and ripped, we decided to go buy her some new pants, but options were pretty limited.
2: I thought buying pants at, like, all those stores was going to be relatively easy. I'm like, I'm sure they're sweatpants. Like, that's, like, a thing that's in, like, merch stores. Yeah, not really. Um, So I know that there were those, like, weird Minnie Mouse pajama pants we saw oh, that were yeah. pink and I almost was like I was so desperate I was like I'm gonna do that and then like but yeah. I actually told her yeah. no I was like
1: no this is a waste of your money and you will regret <laughs> it please don't buy those you'll never wear it again
2: and I did find something that upsettingly I do still wear <laughs> um more nightmare for Christmas merch pajama pants I'm pretty sure they're also men's pajama pants they are uh, they, they are were huge yeah they you. were enormous we were waiting in line to buy them and Adriana was with me we were trying to get that discount <laughs> but the pants that i had on what was left of them i mean the remains it was just like barely like held together at the bottom and Adriana asks hey can i rip your pants all the way can i just like tear them through the bottom and i'm like okay i didn't think they could get any weirder or uglier
0: so i might as well just tear it
2: a lot of people were watching and <laughs> staring and were.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were in line and there were people behind us. And I literally got on the ground on my knees to rip it. And <laughs> it was just this loud, <laughs> like all the way down. Ever- and it was kind of a slow rip too. So it, people were definitely. It made
2: a lot of noise. Ripping. We came out and they're just like, oh yeah, um, something about the discount. And we were like, oh yeah, we forgot about that. <laughs> um, I got so distracted in the moment of just like ripping the pants that I was like, yep, yeah, sure. Forty, fifty-dollar pajama pants. Have at it. So then the outfit though: striped shirt, but horizontal striped. The pants vertical stripes. Completely different color palettes. A flannel for some reason. So, checkered. Yeah, that. There were so many stripes in so many different directions. <laughs> Shoes, checkered vans. <laughs> And let's not forget the entire time I had a veil on. (laughs) There was a veil in the mix. So, um, yeah, they were all from that point on, like, thank God it was almost time to go. Because I think uh, you guys, if you could have abandoned me, you would have. Yes. Thank God
0: it was at night. So Mm -hmm. no one could really see you.
1: Enough
2: people did. (laughs) Yeah. True.
1: So, yeah, needless to say, this day was quite an adventure. And the best part of it was at the very end, we left the park and Ray met us up at Downtown Disney. And he walks up to the group and he sees Julia's outfit. Adriana comes to meet him and he says to Adriana, What the F is Julia wearing?
0: Didn't say hi to her. <laughs> no, just I literally... didn't even know he was
2: there, but he just like saw it and was just immediately enraged. <laughs> that,
0: that was the first comment he made to me. No hi. How are you doing? <laughs> She's like, What is what that? What is she wearing? <laughs>
2: and why? Why and is she wearing? <laughs>
0: So the lesson we learned is don't take Julia to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's
2: basically what we learned from this trip. fair. I've lost my privileges. They've been <laughs> revoked. And, you know, that's. It is what it is, guys. I don't know how to wear pants.
0: And that's the story time with Weona. Um. All right, thanks for listening to another episode this week. And now we're going to go sing with the animals in pure Disney fashion. Oh. Oh. Okay, bye.